Good morning. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Fishers, Indiana. Uh, it is in April, April 25th. It's a beautiful day here in Fishers, Indiana. Uh, temperature going to be about at 75, 80 degrees today. And we are very uh, happy that you're joining us today. Thank you for being uh, uh, on the pro listening to our program here today. And we would like to also thank uh, the fa uh, faculty, the staff at the University of Colorado and Colorado Springs for their support of our program, especially Kyle Boyle, the station manager. And also Marge Mystery, uh, who no longer is with us, for uh, helping us uh, start this program uh, several years ago. Uh, today we have with us a special guest coming to you live from Madrid, Spain, via Skype. And his name is Roberto Santa Maria. And uh, Roberto is going to be talking to you about Madrid. Morning, Roberto. Hello, Don. How are you doing today? Well, I'm doing <laughs> How are you? I'm doing good, thank you. Um, can you uh, tell the listeners a little bit about yourself, your family, uh, and, and um, what you do in Madrid, okay? Well, my name is Roberto Santa Maria, and I'm married. My wife is Almudena, and we have three kids, two boys and a girl. And we live with uh, our father, whom you meet, you met sometime, some years ago. Uh, and, well, uh, I'm originally from Barcelona, but I've been living here in Madrid for almost 40 years now. And we've known each other for uh, oof, well, 30 years. 30 years. Almost 30 years. Almost 30 years. I think this is the 30th year this year that uh, we've known each other and uh, that I've known your family. It's been a privilege to uh, certainly to have known you uh, guys all those years. Uh, one of the things um, uh, our listeners might be interested in knowing is, uh, like, uh, I know that you have uh, some uh, fruit markets in Madrid, and that's uh, what you do. Uh, you are uh, one of the owners, along with uh, your brother Marino, right, of, of the, super, uh, the, the markets. Could you tell the listeners a little bit why, why fruit markets are so popular in Madrid? Uh, because if you've never been to Madrid, it's uh, beautiful to walk down the street and see these lovely fruit markets where you can get fresh fruit every day. So uh, could you tell us a little bit why uh, people love the fruit markets in Madrid? Well, you know, uh, here is um, this um, cultural approach of the neighborhood, the, the barrio thing. So, you also have these, uh, these uh, great uh, department stores where you can buy fruits and whatever uh, other items of, of food. But this uh, concept is a, a, a really fresh day by day, on a daily basis, they get fresh fruit from the central market. So, um, in the evening before, uh, the, the produce was uh, harvested. And you have it um, next person uh, in the morning in, in, in our markets. So it's a, a concept which is really popular with the people here. And what are the, mo what are the most popular fruits in the summer that people like? 
Well, uh, you know, this is a seasonal thing. Mm -hmm. But now, here, here is in, in, in the spring and the, 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 the days are getting warmer. Well, with, I don't know, the, the first most sold things are strawberries, oranges, and apricots, uh, peaches, and of course melons, watermelons, these things. But you know, it's, it's changing uh, along the, the year. Uh, I need to tell the listeners a little bit about your desire to learn English because we've been doing uh, once a week... Uh, uh, Roberto and I get together via Skype, and uh, we have an English lesson, conversational English. And uh, Roberto's and I have been together, uh, and, and my task is to uh, help pr prepare Roberto a little bit better in English. And as you <laughs> listeners can tell, he does very, very well. He's uh, quite <laughs> gifted at English, and uh, he's not uh, a, an English teacher. He just learns English for the fun of it. He loves to practice and talk English. Listens to broadcast in, in uh, English in Madrid as much as he can. And uh, has never been to the United States or England, I don't think either, right? And uh, has learned all of this in Madrid and via Skype and things that we've done over the years. So uh, quite a student of English and uh, quite amazing uh, that someone can be bilingual uh, and be as versatile as Roberto is. Um, Roberto, what's uh, can you tell the listeners about Madrid? Why would you invite? Uh, why would you advise people to visit Madrid? It's a beautiful city. Why? Why would you want them to come? What's well, a good reason? Yeah. Okay. Uh, first of all, thank you for the compliment. But well, it's so I true. Thank very much your support. I don't think really I can be called a bilingual, but well, really I'm trying. You do very well. Yes, you do. Uh -huh. you, I would say yes, you are definitely bilingual. And could you, what about Madrid? What would... Madrid is a fantastic place for people who come here. It's not because I believe here, it's because really uh, people here are very, I, I, I don't know, very friendly with visitors. You have a, a, a lot of nightlife if you want. Uh, fantastic place to, to visit, but especially I, I would uh, emphasize on the people and the friendly um, uh, way of, of, of receiving visitors here in, in Madrid. You, you have uh, these uh, wonderful uh, museums like the El Prado, Doña Sofia, or the, the, the Brasil, and there are several things, but you don't really need to visit these special things. You simply go visit around the, the city and you feel uh, uh, this fantastic. And especially now uh, with these warmer temperatures in the spring and, and the, the, the summer coming, it's really a wonderful place to visit for, for a lot of Now, could you tell the listeners a little bit about the political climate in Spain? Now, we, we talked a while ago, and you mentioned there probably will be an election in June. Yeah, it is a, a deadline, I think, this Friday, where if none of the, the political parties here are capable to, to conform a, a government, which is very difficult, probably won't happen, uh, there will be a, a new election on, on June 26th. 
Uh, here, the, 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 the system is a bit different from the, the United States because it's not a presidential race, you know. You, you got to, to win here the majority of the, the seats in the Congress. Even is uh, uh, a single party, two parties, or three parties, but you have to win the majority, which is, I think, something like 176 um, votes. But it is not happening, because there are four major parties now, and they are they're not agreeing on anything. So, so, so with the four parties, there's not a majority and if there's not a majority, then the, the president, right, of the country usually comes from the majority, right? Yeah, that's right. So there's no majority. So there, there will be another election to see if, will, will it be to determine the majority again? Uh-huh. But the thing is that probably the new election won't change very much the actual results. So who will be the president be, then? Will it still be a dilemma? I mean, the problem after this? Probably, probably because I don't know. The, the, the recent polls are showing that the results are pretty much close to, to that of the, the 20th of December last year. So <laughs> we'll see what happens. But we'll, we'll, I think we'll face in a kind of a year or more without, without any president. Which, by the way, it doesn't seem to be a very bad thing because uh, the, uh, the unemployment rate is falling and the economic is going well. Uh, I think it's picking up a bit even. So, <laughs> but right uh, now, it, it's probably if I sound a bit cynical about politics, but here uh, the, the sentiment uh, among the, the voters. Is that really politicians here in Spain really are bugs and they are not solving the, the, the real right. problem. Now, let's let's talk a little bit. So Spain doesn't have a president because there isn't a majority party, right? Uh, but yeah, they, they, they call, uh, uh, I mean, this Mariano Rajoy president, the former president, is uh, acting, uh, I don't know, as a deputy, you know, so to speak between there is a new government or there is not. So, uh, uh, theoretically, it's there are government. But they can't really pass any bill, they can't discuss any, about anything because there is no, you know what I mean. Right. Now, let's switch for a minute now, because in this summer, I think, if I've been following this correctly, uh, Great Britain, England, is going to make a vote. And they're yeah. going to decide whether to stay in the uh, in uh, the Euro yeah. European Union or not. Now, what is your take on that? Do you think that they should stay well, in the Union think, or not? In principle, I think they should stay. But in reality, even if they choose to 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 exit the the, the European Union. It is not that easy. They are going to 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 be almost the same for everybody. Yes. Now, is this not correct? Though England has been in the European Union uh, as a member. <laughs> However, they do not use the euro. Okay, that's why I, I was telling you. 
they were, uh, uh, I mean, uh, the, the, the United Kingdom was since the beginning in the, in the European Union. When, war, when there were, I think, nine countries to conform, the, that was in, I don't remember exactly, but something in the 70s. But they never uh, uh, used uh, the, the, the euro as currency. They maintained the pound. So in reality, they can um, uh, break off all the ties with the European Union. But in the end, they are practically the same. Because most of the people in, 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 in Britain uh, are worried about the, the, these, these groups of immigrants. Is what they are really worried about, and they blame the United uh, uh, Union, or the European and European Union for that. But it's not that easy. The groups of immigrants will be anywhere, uh, will be there anyway. So, I, so they likely will probably vote to stay with the European Union. Yeah, I, I think the polls are saying. Well, there's a narrow margin there, but I think there are two or three points. But in the end, probably people will stay in the shadow. Right, right. Now, the, uh, I know that you're an ardent follower of the politics of the United States as well. <laughs> and uh, so what's your take on this uh, uh, Donald Trump? Uh, he seems what? to be in the lead at the moment for the Republicans. And... Uh, he says some outrageous things that, that we know, but yet then he follows up as if everything's fine. And uh, he certainly alienated uh, lots of folks, you know, with what he says, but he's, but he's winning. Why, why is that? Why is he winning? I mean, I was just curious from your standpoint, as you see it as an outsider from in another country, how does Trump do that? Well, I don't really know. I think he's uh, really using this populism thing, which here in Spain some people try to use, but with really very, very few success. You know, very little success. But maybe, maybe his uh, celebrity, but, his celebrity thing, right? He was on uh, his show. You know, he had that show on. It was very popular on TV. Uh, that's your approach, because uh, well, probably I. But I fell off the first people to do this presidential race being, well, most of all, well, he's an entrepreneur and these things, but he's just a celebrity. But he, I, I think he says things that some people might find appealing, you know, mm -hmm. these things against immigrants, these things. I don't know if everybody across the country. As long as you're not an immigrant, right? Or yeah, as long as, as long as you're yeah, as long as you're not a a, a Muslim, for example. Some of his comments about the Muslim. Now, uh, and of course, those groups are really alienated now, and they're upset with him, and rightfully so. And uh, I think his his target is really the white people, white male people. Yeah. Which uh, I, I I don't know, I don't know that the pure yeah. are. Uh, a few millions of them. Yeah. But, is there the, yeah. The, but in the end, I don't think he is going to win the, the No, but, but perhaps I not. I, I, 
I, I, I don't know. I think he's behind in all the polls, you know, against the Democratic Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders. What about Bernie and Hillary? Who's going to win that? Is, is, do you think Hillary's going to prevail or yeah, not? I think, yes, I think so. I think Hillary is the more, of, I don't know, but I, probably he has his faults and something to blame and things he's done, she has done over the, in the past. But probably uh, the most, I don't know, for me, the most experienced uh, guy in the race, in the whole race, is, is she, Hillary. And I think it's, it's going to, to, I don't know, people in, in the end have to think about, not only about uh, their feelings, but what, uh, what is the best thing for the country. And who, who, who it's do you, a bit not yeah. case who, on the left. Yeah. Who do you think is the most qualified of all the candidates? Yeah, Republican, me, Democrat, who's the most qualified? I, I, I really like this case with guys, but I think the most qualified person for the job is Hillary Clinton mm -hmm. right now. Right. But by far, with... with now, uh, now, tell me this, that Bernie Sanders is always saying, and I've, I was curious about this, he'll say, now all the developed countries in the world, the, the, the major economies in Europe, and I, that would include Spain, would have free health care for everybody. And they also have free tuition for everybody at the college level, university level. Now, is that all true? Is everything, do you have, I'm curious, do you have, do you have free health care in Spain for everybody? And, and how does that work? Almost free tuition in university, very little fees. But is that free? No, it's not. Obviously, it's a lie. Because here in Spain, uh, well, like in, in, in most of the, in the European countries, this kind of uh, this socialized driven countries, they, they say, they, they talk, the politicians talk about the free healthcare. That's a lie. Because the, 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 the taxes are incredibly heavy about the, 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 the entrepreneurs and the, and the company. So, someone is paying for it anyway. So, it's, yeah. not, it's I mean, not free, of, of course. It's free because the, 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 the cost of hiring uh, uh, an employee here in Spain is really, well, it's, 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 it's absurd. So, if, so if, if I were saying... That's why here in Spain we have a 24 tax of unemployment, mm -hmm. excuse me, rate of unemployment. You know, yes. because people can't hire uh, anyone. So in the end, this, this system is really is doomed. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it, if, if I were in Spain and I got sick and I had to have a hip replacement, it replaced um, hips up. So would the government, they would just pay everything and would I get good service? I just, they do it next week or two in a month? Uh-huh. Yeah, you probably will. I don't know if the hip replacement, for example, it used to be, uh, Spain used to be a place for this uh, tourist health, uh, they call it. People from Britain who uh, weren't allowed to, to operate these things like a hip replacement, uh, used to, 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 to came here to, to Spain to do these operations for free. But I think that's changing. 
Mm-hmm. They go, you know, but it's absurd. It's, 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 I mean, uh, in, a, in an ideal world, I wish everybody could have uh, 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 okay, uh, and a splendid health care for, for everybody. It would be mm-hmm. But you can't do that at the, expense of the, at the expense of the people, you know. I mean, if, I, I, if I'm earning a, a 2,000 euro salary, I have to pay 100, um, excuse me, 1,200 euros uh, on taxes. What do you think? How can I live? Yes, okay, the healthcare for everybody, free for everybody, 25 of the, of the people, probably won't work, don't work, and won't work, and pay for the, the other uh, songs, all the kids' expenses at the university. It's really unfair. And it's unpayable. Yeah, I, I, I follow some of that. Now, so, um, uh, what's your feeling? I know I know in Madrid, in, in Spain, and France now, you have the immigrant situation, which has gotten worse, right, a little bit, because of the Syria problem. Um, what about... Uh, how how does uh, does Spain have a way to deal with the immigrants, or is it a ongoing problem? Uh, well, that it's a problem. But I don't think here in Spain is really a clash between the, the 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 people and the immigrants. But there is a feeling that they are taking our, our jobs. So that's something for certain because. Uh, is uh, I don't know. They are uh, willing to to work for less uh, money, to work extended hours. And what can you do about that? You know what I mean. It's already. But if you want to 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 hire someone, you have to pay a ridiculous amount of money for uh, in taxes, so you can hire people and you have to to let the immigrants take their job or or them. Starting up their own companies, which are beating the the nationals now. It's a, it's really a mess. But it's, I don't think really it's nothing sexual for the moment. But people, you know, as I told you, are starting to get uh, deep feelings about this thing. Frustrated, you know? frustration. Yeah. Um, huh? So, but by and large, from what I've observed when I'm in Madrid. But you, Spain really accepts the immigrants, though, I think. You know, yeah, the the uh, people, the culture. So. Uh-huh. Uh, you could say so. It's not really, I think, in, in other countries, it's must, must I don't know, the, 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 the feeling of the people are more, are more tough. Right. In Spain, it's a really nice place to be, especially in Madrid. Mm-hmm. Not so in the other regions, especially the most, the less populated. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yes. Uh, and, and you go to, know, let's say, Soria, Guadalajara, these kind of other cities in, in Spain, they are more reluctant. Mm-hmm. But here in Madrid, it's, everybody is welcome here. Now, what, what about Barcelona? You know, we know that Catalonia, we've heard about Catalonia is going to uh, uh, secede. They don't want to be part of Spain. They want to be independent. What yeah. about that? Is that, is that going to take place or not? Well, it's uh, a bit difficult, so even if, if they want to. But the thing is, they, they are uh, divided, you know, 50-50. 50% of the population in Catalonia want to, 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 to exit uh, 
so to speak, the, the Spanish nation. And the other, the other 50 want to stay. So it's a difficult thing. They have their, their own language, this Catalan, which unites them a bit, but in the end, they are not chances of, of exiting mm. the, uh, the, the Spanish countries. I'm sorry for them, especially for the, for the companies, because the companies will flee immediately out of Catalonia if they do that. Now, you were, were, you were born in Barcelona, right? I was born, uh-huh. Now, is there a big rivalry between Madrid and Barcelona? Well, there always has been uh, a, a big rivalry. The, the mountain, the, the sports, the, I don't know, the, the, the principal companies in, the, in the Spain, this thing. But nothing serious until the last, uh, let's say, eight, ten years. My, my, my father, who you know very well, he is from Barcelona too, or my family. Due to his um, uh, work in Colgate Palmolive Company, uh, uh, American. He worked, he worked for Palmolive, right? Ah, uh -huh, yeah. In Spanish, he dice Palmolive, no? Sí, en español sería Colgate Palmolive. Colgate Palmolive, ajá. Colgate Palmolive. Colgate Palmolive, ajá, ok. And your dad worked for them for years, yeah, I remember that. So we had to travel, and, and, uh, and in the end we started here in Madrid. Mm -hmm. But it, it was anything, I, I had family in, in Barcelona, I traveled to Barcelona, I met with, with my, my family, stayed there for, for a week. Eh, eh, I never had any problem with that. ¿Y hablas catalán? Well, I speak a little bit. My father, my father does. Okay. A little bit. <laughs> Now, I'm gonna, I'll ask you a couple questions in, in español, and then you can answer for the listeners, so they can hear some uh, acento madrileño, ¿eh? Okay. Eh, ¿eh? Pero, ¿hablas catalán? Sí, yo hablo un poco de catalán. Y, poco. ¿Y luego es un idioma muy difícil hablar o no? Bueno, es, no exacto, hombre, es como todo, Tom, es un idioma bastante parecido al francés en la pronunciación, pero claro, debido a la influencia también española, pues hay muchas palabras que podrían entenderse. No es, exacto, es excesivamente complicado, sobre todo si tu eh, idioma materno o tu idioma principal es un idioma de origen latino, como puede ser, por ejemplo, español, francés o italiano. Entonces, es mucho más fácil para... Personas, por ejemplo, de origen americano, inglés, mm -hmm. alemán, la cosa se complica un poco. Okay. Now, for the listeners, uh, that uh, Roberto was just saying that uh, if you uh, know a little bit about uh, the Latin language and the, or the European languages, the modern ones, uh, the, then the Catalan isn't so difficult. But if you're uh, from the United States, for example, or Germany, then it becomes a little more difficult. Um, so you got to hear Roberto's beautiful, beautiful Spanish there. Uh, just we wanted to be sure we got that in. Um, Roberto, what about soccer now? This is, uh, I, I, if I'm correct, I think I read the other day, Barcelona's still in the lead now, right? Huh? He's tied with Atlético de Madrid, uh, one point above Real Madrid. So it's going to be a really tight red. Uh, I think four uh, games left, and things are very exciting. 
Or the followers, yeah. Now, is, so Atletico Madrid is, is ahead of Real Madrid. Is Real Madrid out? No, no, it, it, it's only one point behind. Okay. And, and, and each game, you can win three points. You know, so it's a very tight race. Right. <laughs> but if they end up time, the Barcelona has the, the lead. Because okay. of the previous games, you know, they have um, score more goals and this thing. Now, for our listeners, if they wanted to come to Madrid, what, what would you say are some of the neat places they could visit in Madrid? Well, you know, obviously you can miss the Prado Museum, which is one of the best, I think, besides the Louvre for classical finds. Mm-hmm. You know, in the Reina Sofia, I don't know, the, I know, uh, it is the, the theater of the opera. There are several uh, magnificent things, but I think that people, uh, apart from visitors, you can um, get a, 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 a shot of the nightlife in Madrid. Not necessarily going after hours, you know, mm-hmm. but science, uh, going to, out to dinner at 10 o'clock. Uh, especially a, a Friday or Saturday, and mm-hmm. you're surprised how many people are out in the streets, good uh, environments for everybody. I think it's uh, a fun, something wonderful. What, what about, uh, what would you say about, uh, tell the listeners about what are some of the best uh, tapas that you can get in Madrid? Well, there are hundreds of them, I can't specify. What, so what are your favorites? Yeah, in, in, in your, in every neighborhood you have a, a, a different. There are some of them who, who are now a, an important chain, but probably the best in, you, you just stop uh, someone in the, in the street and ask for, for the best tapas in your neighborhood, right? Because there are hundreds of them. And surely the, the most personal it is not in these big companies, you know. Mm, uh, so it, it changed. So, so this changed McDonald's, McDonald's style. Mm. They are they, they call them montaditos, tapas, tapas, cien tapas. There are several things, but yeah. the best usually are the, the these family-owned uh, little bodies, You know, yes, and they are probably the best. Now, when we talk for our listeners, tapas means appetizers. It's oh. like this this food and that you go into the neighborhoods and then each neighborhood has its own favorite tapas, the best tapas. Oh. Uh, there are patatas bravas. Uh, oh. They're, they're kind of like fried uh, potatoes uh, with the hot sauce on them. There oh. are, uh, there's queso manchego, the, the famous cheese yeah. from La Mancha. Uh, and it's uh, sheep, sheep cheese from, from sheep. And uh, what are some of the other, your favorites on Madrid, if you could tell the listeners two or three favorites? Well, the, the, probably the best uh, of them all uh, is the Iberian ham. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Jamón Iberico. Iberian, Iberian ham. Yeah. Uh-huh. You, you, you have to be careful with that. There are, there are hundreds of uh, kinds of Jamón uh, Iberico. Mm-hmm. You know, last for the best. That's really amazing. The others are not so bad, but you have to ask for this. And you can go to this Josolito, there, is, there are several of them. Uh, for the, 
is the, the best brand. The best, um, what, now, what's the best brand? Joselito? Joselito. Is the best The Inco Hotels of Joselito mm -hmm. is just, it's expensive, but it's really amazing. It's yeah, really good. Oh. The best Iberian ham. Okay. What about um, uh, some seafood tapas? Oh, yeah. Well, there, here is what they call uh, gambas al ajillo, which is shrimp fried uh, in hot sauce with, with some uh, garlic and a little bit of cayenne. They're delicious. Delicious, too. yeah. They're good. <laughs> One of my favorites, gambas al ajillo, is totally delicious. <laughs> <laughs> really good, yeah, great stuff. And uh, um, so, when you um, uh, work work during the week, but then sometimes I know that you try to get outside out of Madrid. Do you do you still leave Madrid any on the weekends? Well, we start going out now on the weekends when the time. The time I mean, the weather is fine. You know, in the winter, well, from time to time, but it is really cold. We have a little house uh, down in, in, in Segovia, in the province of Segovia, near the mountains, and it's a very fine place to be in the summer, but in the winter, it's a bit cold, really. <laughs> so, <laughs> so now, yes, yes. But now you start going there, right? Uh, it's up near Segovia, right? Uh, yeah, we were there with you a couple of times. Beautiful, beautiful place. We ate a, a wonderful paella. We did. We had a great paella there. And for the listeners, paella is one of the favorite uh, all-time Spanish dishes, uh, native to Valencia, and uh -huh. uh, but uh, very popular in Madrid as well, uh, the paella. Um, when uh, um, So this, um, the young people in Madrid... Uh, when they study at the, in the colleges and things, what are the popular things that they study in, at the university, some popular things? Well, here the, the most, I mean, there are several colleges, universities here. The most big of them is the Complutense. And the, the careers, um, I mean, the degrees in, excuse me, the degrees in economics and in law are the most popular by mm -hmm. far. But these new technologies are changing the, the spectrum a bit. You know, these programming things, people are going, starting to, to get more interested in. And there are some good game developers here in Spain. I'm several, yeah, I'm glad, you, I'm glad you brought that up because uh, listeners may be interested in knowing this, but uh, I'm always amazed in Spain that... Uh, the, the, the Wi-Fi, the, the wireless connection is incredibly good oh, and very ex extensive. Oh. Yeah, everywhere. I mean, it's all over Madrid, anywhere you go anymore, you know, and, including Starbucks, of which there are many in Madrid. Oh. But if you're in a, 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 a restaurant and things, many of them now have Wi-Fi. The hotels all have Wi-Fi. Everything is really, really good connection. Oh, in the, in the underground, the metro... You know, the right... Uh -huh. uh, uh, they have Wi-Fi at the metro now, right? The metro has Wi-Fi. People are getting connected. The subway, yeah. <laughs> it's some, in some way some kind of a problem because now, you can't disconnect yes. people. Now, <laughs> now, the beauty of it is you can be walking down the street in Madrid and then all of a sudden 
I mean, you see iPhones everywhere, right? Huh? iPhones, have, man, everybody now has their iPhones. Oh, you like the other yeah, the smartphones and the iPhones. And right downtown on the, uh, the uh, Puerto del Sol is huh? a famous um, computer company, has a beautiful store, Apple, right? There's an Apple store at the Puerto del Sol. Like, what I say, Apple here is the most popular uh, product. Mm -hmm. It's the most expensive too. I mean, they are competing with Samsung, every uh, other right. other brands, but Apple is the most popular. Yeah. Everybody wants an Apple. Yeah. <laughs> they have a, but they have a beautiful store down there in the oh, Puerto del Sol. Yeah, and they, and uh, they, uh, I think it was an old hotel at one time, and they wow. have renovated the the place, and it's just magnificent, beautiful store, very big, large store, and for the listeners, it's just like an Apple store in the United States, only everything's in Spanish, of course, and. Uh, but again, I think this is evidence of the global economy that you and I were talking about earlier this morning uh, in the United States and in the whole world, how we're all interconnected, right? Uh, that all of a sudden, with technology, has changed the game. And uh, we, can't, we can't speak anymore of just having a local economy because it's global. And a lot of that's due to what you just said, the technology. And uh, it's it's enormous and vast. And uh, uh, the, in Madrid, there's a lot of companies from all over the world in Madrid uh, that that make products there. They sell products there. And uh, there are Spanish uh, companies all over the world now. And some of them have factories in other places. And I think it's just a, th a normal thing in this day and age, yeah. right? Well, I, I think uh, this global economy is a good thing. Really. Yes. Uh, I mean, you can find some glitches uh, on it because of that. Well, that's that's fine. Uh, you can lose some job, uh, lose some jobs in in some sectors. You know what I mean? But you find more employment in another sector. But in the end, it's kind of spreading the the richness of the world. Yes. For everybody, yes. in the end, a more fair world. Yes, and yeah, yeah. And, and and we talked about this earlier too. Like in the United States, there are people uh, in this camp presidential campaign uh, with Hillary Clinton and Bernie Sanders, and and he'll bring up the the NAFTA treaty that was thirty five years ago, whatever thirty years ago, <laughs> and say it was bad for the economy, uh, the trade situation, and yet uh, a lot of these international treaties have have brought companies to the United States where they have plants now. They manufacture Volkswagens in the United States. They manufacture Toyotas, Nissan, Subarus, and and a lot of uh, TVs and things. So it, it is kind of, um, it, it's it's a mixed bag that we, we do lose some jobs, yeah. but we pick a lot of jobs up too because of it. Because there's this inter-activity uh, between the the corporations, you know. Yeah, the, the problem here is that the, the United States economy is booming. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Well, so, well, I wish here in Spain had the, the figures you have in economics. <laughs> yes. What well, would be amazing for Spain? Yes. Um, well, listen, Roberto. I think um, our time is about up here, and uh, I really want to thank you very much for being with us today. And for our listeners, too, for being with us, we hope you've enjoyed the show today. 
Uh, we have another show coming up here later in the week with Luisa Legrado, who's uh, one of the great uh, Spanish teachers in the United States, and you'll get to meet Luisa on Wednesday. And then later on, we'll have a special guest who used to be a Spanish teacher and now lives in Mexico, in Merida. So uh, lots of fun things coming up. Roberto, again, thank you for being on the show. Have a wonderful week. Thank you, listeners, and thank you to uh, Radio UCCS for supporting our program. And we'll see you all next week. Uh, have a great week. Hasta la semana entrante, okay? Bye.